Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Doghouse Systems at doghousesystems.com. Get a fantastic new gaming rig right now at doghousesystems.com and use the code FROGPANTS at checkout. That'll get you a nice SSD drive you didn't have before for free. That's doghousesystems.com and the checkout code FROGPANTS. Play games better at doghousesystems.com. And by SeatGeek, and I'll talk about them later in the show. On this episode of The Instance, Warlords is now part of the package. There's a big talent and spec change coming to Legion. Bunch of movie updates as well. Chromie's in the wild, and we have some thoughts on her, and we are on the eve of the Overwatch launch. Patrick's in Japan, and you know what that means. Let's do it. Old habits die hard, I guess. Run home, kid. It ain't safe out here. Listening to the instance. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the instance. The instance, episode four hundred and forty-eight. Talking all about the Blizzard things you love and want in your lives. I'm joined today all the way from, I don't know what it's like there, but it's in Japan, and it's Patrick, and he's mobile. He's out on the street. Patrick, what's going on? Hey, I apologize for the uh, background sound, but uh, yeah, I'm uh, in the middle uh, or towards the end of my three-and-a-half-day weekend traveling in uh, in the west-south of the country, and uh, I was in... Uh, Miyajima a few a couple of days ago. You know that uh, that uh, gate thing in the water. I'm sure you've seen the the the, the pictures, right? The oh. red uh, Tori gate in the water. Sure, sure. The one you took. I saw that on Instagram or something. It was beautiful. My yeah. goodness. Yeah. So I was there, and then I went to the uh, there's a, a modern art island type of thing, which was pretty interesting, and now I'm in Okayama, and I had to find the quietest possible place I could find uh, to do the show, because heaven forbid, I wouldn't be, you know, I would leave you alone for the show, that couldn't happen. So, no, we can't yeah. We can't be having that. Um, we Terp, cannot. Yeah, Terpster's not around uh, tonight, uh, nor is Dills, I don't know where he is, he may be joining us, I've added him to the call. We'll see, but in the meantime, we got plenty to talk about. It's fine, and we Patrick, do. yeah, and Patrick, listen, we are on the eve of the launch of Overwatch, which is tomorrow afternoon at like four o'clock my time. Uh, do, do you know why I cut that uh, trip to that cultural, <laughs> enlightening, amazing <laughs> trip in the country of the rising sun, uh, uh, like specifically to be home? On Monday evening, which is basically Tuesday, uh, middle of the night for you guys. Yeah, can you guess? I, I uh, I'm having a hard time guessing, but I'm just gonna throw. I'm gonna just take a stab in the wind and say Overwatch. That's why. That might or might not be correct, <laughs> depending on who asks. Well, listen, you are you're in good hands over there. Hanzo and Genji have that city covered, so you'll be fine while you're on the show, because uh, that's the stereotypic Japanese thing for me to say. And also, um, yeah, it's exciting times. The world is all uh, a buzz about the launch of the game, 
And uh, we'll have a lot to say about a little bit later. we got a bunch of World of Warcraft stuff, including this. If you are live in the chat room right now and you want to win a beta key to get into Legion, World of Warcraft Legion, the current state of the beta, you can only get into that by being invited. And it's through keys again, not through account uh, flagging, which I don't, I don't know what changed, but for whatever reason, that's the case. And I have 10 of these to give away, and I'm giving all 10 away at the end of the show. So you've got to hang around here, listen to us yammer on, and at the end of the show, you get some keys. Now, everybody at home who's not listening live, I apologize, but I'm, I'm trying to move these as quick as I can. If this goes well, we'll get another set, and we'll do more for the home listener. And oh. in order to win it, you have to guess which city I'm in right now. That's right. Or Orca Hawa. Nope. Is that not it? <laughs> Did I say it in the beginning of the of the show? Maybe. Akihabara. Anyway, you don't have to guess. It's just <laughs> Scott will just distribute them however well he wants. Hanamura. That's where you are. Hanamura. Yes, exactly. There you go. In my head, that's where I am. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, uh, we do have a lot to talk about. Let's just jump right into it. So hang tight, everybody. In World of Warcraft news... Uh, this is interesting. Warlords is now no longer a thing you have to upgrade to and buy separately the way you would have to buy Legion, uh, as an example. The game is now baked into the core game. That means from vanilla all the way up until Warlords is now part of the 1999 US dollars package that you have previously seen on the store. It used to be another 39 to upgrade to Warlords, and now whatever the new game is, I guess it's 49, whatever it is. Uh, but no, it's all baked in now. It's basically the game, including Warlords, including the boost to 100. Or no, wait. Doesn't it no, include... no, 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 no. Sorry, That's not got included. that backwards. Got that backwards. It doesn't include the boost to 90 anymore, right? Yeah, so basically you don't get the boost to 90 uh, if you haven't bought Warlords. You get to keep it, of course, if you had bought it and hadn't used it, as is my case because I already had like... I don't know, 15 characters to 90. Um, but yeah, no, you don't get the 90s boost, uh, but you get the full Warlords uh, game. And if you choose to buy Legion, of course, you will get the boost to 100. Right. So it just gets everybody current and doesn't cost more money. And I feel bad for anybody who may have made the previous games purchase the day before. There has to be someone like that. I don't know who that is, but someone yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people went out and bought warlords you know three days ago i don't think that would have happened but maybe I'll, I'll bet one or two people did and i'll bet they're pissed and i'll bet they well, have some recourse they probably can just go back to walmart if they got it physically and rip and uh, take it back or they can call blizzard if they got digital and just say look guys you just changed it like a day later come on give a guy a break I'm sure they would, but you also got the they also got the level 90 boost. So maybe some people, you know, were coming back after a while and thought, oh, I can get Warlords for however much and get the boost. And so it gets them back to experience Warlords at the proper level. Um, but yeah, I'm sure, you know, Blizzard customer service is notorious for being, um, you know, a, a accommodating. So, right. Do you have any um, do you have any? Well, OK, let's just break this down for a second. You've got. This much game for 1999. I think, regardless of where you f how you feel about the current state of World of Warcraft, or how you feel about Warlords and its rollout, or its current state, or any of those things, taking that all out of the equation, there is an awful lot of content on display here for 1999, both both in terms of gameplay, but also in terms of actual disk space required. It's like a you know 38 <laughs> or 40 gigabyte install. Uh, for this thing, um, it's do you remember a, when it came on multiple 
what is it CDs or DVDs even? Back I then? had that. My <laughs> first version, my first version of Vanilla was on CDs, which was crazy, Jeez. crazy, wow. dude. Like to, you could get the DVD version, but 2004, very few people had DVD drives yet. It was kind of <laughs> uncommon still. And these days, there are a lot of people just don't have any drives, like any optical drives at all. So, you know, installing this like on a new Mac or even some smaller profile PCs is a weird thing even today. And pretty much we've all gone digital. Yeah. But just just think about what that was in 2004 compared to what it is today. It's a totally yeah. different beast. Um, um, so, yeah, I think, I mean, there's definitely a lot of content in all of this. I think the the... the people that this is going to be the most interesting for are people that uh, didn't buy warlords that have an account you know you you might have had an account five years ago that you didn't touch for five years and if you you just you know if you pay for the uh, subscription um or even uh, you might get a few free days i'm I'm guessing they have some of those campaigns from time to time. But if you pay for the subscription again, you have the license. You have now all of the expansions. So you could just take it off, take it up from wherever you were, and you can just go all the way to the end of Warlords uh, without paying for any of the expansions that have come out in the, in the past few years. Yeah. So that might be a good, uh, a fun thing to do for people who haven't touched the game in a while and are wondering where it is. Yeah, if you if you haven't gone near WoW since vanilla, and I know people like that, this is this is a hell of a deal. I mean, this is just twenty bucks and you're in, um, three thirty days of, of game time, and bam, you're you're playing a pretty complete, pretty awesome game. And assuming that you may still have old accounts with level sixties in them, uh, yeah. you know. But not even wait. You're you're saying twenty bucks and you're in. You're talking about what? That you don't need to buy the game. You don't need to buy anything. It's just the subscription, right? Well, that's true. But if you buy the game, if you buy the base game retail, it's still nineteen ninety nine. So if you go if right, you, right, no, but I mean, if you've ever had the game in your life, if you have the license on your account, oh, I you don't see. need to buy it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. If you've got, no, you're you're totally right. If you have an existing account, so then it won't really affect those people. This is purely for new people, I guess. That's it. Well, it's for new people, and again, for people who already have an account who didn't, you know, have Warlords. Now they have it, and again, they don't need to pay for anything. They just need to resub for a month. And they can play up to Warlords without paying for any expansion. This is or the, the base game. Sure. This is the official word. Warlords of Draenor was added to World of Warcraft on Tuesday. We took a similar approach with the previous expansion prior to the launch of Warlords of Draenor. And the response was very positive. This makes it easier than ever for new players interested in upcoming Legion expansion uh, to get into the game. And gives returning players a chance to catch up on the content prior to the new expansion's launch. Level 90 boosts are no longer available, though players who purchase Warlords of Draenor prior to this change will still be able to claim their included boost if they haven't. Players who want to boost a character can either pre-purchase Legion, uh, which includes the 100 boost, or purchase a standalone level 100 boost, uh, which is not currently in the game. But I, you know, just like it showed up late in Pandaria uh, before Warlords launched, I'll bet that boost to 100 shows up like a week or two ahead. Don't you think? Like, it'll just pop in there. It'll be there at some point. I mean, I I think for uh, Warlords, the boost was the price of the, the expansion anyway. Yeah. So there's really no reason to just buy a... Unless you want multiple boosts or multiple characters. But if you want just the one, uh, you're going to buy the expansion. And it's going to cost you the same thing. Well, so. the other... The interesting thing about the expansion then or when the boost then was, even though the, the expansion wasn't out yet, you could take your boosted character to uh, the, what was it called? The, the island. Um, what was the damn island called? 
the time timeless isle or time time whatever yeah timeless isle that's it they could go there and start doing all those dailies and all that repeatable stuff and 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 you know kind of build your character out there and so there was there was a lot to actually do if you boosted it's not so much true now like you can boost to if you boost to 100 prior to this new expansion let's say what is it you'll be doing like i'm trying to think yeah i don't think it's really it's really worth it uh boosting to 100 if you you know it's it's worth it if you're gonna if you want to start the expansion with your friends yeah. and be at the same level. But right now, before the extension the expansion launches, there's really no point. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure someone might want to, but there's very little point boosting to 100. Just like there was little point boosting to 90 uh, before War, uh, Warlords came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are saying in the chat room, well, you could do raiding. Well, yeah, but you're probably already either doing that. Why would you start that late? You need friends to do that. They don't want your low ass level 100, no, you know, crappy gear dude in there yet. <laughs> like, there's a lot of reasons why that doesn't really work. South Shore PvP is that still a thing? I don't think it is. That went but away, that, right? That was, <laughs> that was a joke. Yes. <laughs> Someone suggested it in the chat, and I'm like, no, hold on a minute. That's not there still. That was there for like a hot <laughs> minute, and it was right around the time everybody remembered that uh, Molten Core was terrible. And that that all got pulled out. So that's gone. Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. So, uh, yeah. Good news, everybody. You can, uh, you can pay less and get more, I suppose. Let's talk about some talent and spec changes that happened in the Legion beta. Said beta, of which I will be giving 10 free accounts away at the end of the show for those who just joined us. So stay around in the chat room and we'll give those to you. Um, all right. So changing specs in Legion will no longer cost any gold. So if you're used to doing it now, let's say you're a Beastmaster Hunter, you want to go to Marksman. To do that, it's like whatever it costs, 1,000 gold or whatever well, it is. Now in the beta, right? Currently I mean, in the beta, not in the game. Spec. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you have dual spec, of course, in the game. Now, the, the reason, I mean, probably you have to give a little bit of context for this. Uh, basically, they got rid of dual spec in, uh, in Legion. You don't have two different specs. You can just change whenever you want. Uh, and and you could play all three specs if you want, and you have one spec that is called your main, um, and at that point you you can go back to it for free. Uh, so if you get called into a dungeon, you can go back to your spec for free, and um, to your main spec, I mean for free. But if you want to change to another spec, it costs you money, um, and they're getting rid of that. Yeah, it will uh, no longer cost you any gold at all. Right. Uh, changing talents will be free in a city or your order hall. So that's important to know that. Uh, that's also for free in those two places. However, if you're out running around someplace, like t- changing talents in the field, as they put it, you're going to require a reagent crafting or a reagent crafted by inscription with a cost aimed at, uh, at groups, is how they put it. Um, right. Now, that s- sucks. I, I want to no. change this stuff whenever I want, Patrick. I freaking hate it. <laughs> well, Scott, here's why you don't want the game to work like that. Um, the, the problem is, so talent, talent changes were basically available anywhere, anytime, for anything safe for, of course, when you were actually in combat, as is customary. Um, but the problem is, it was so easy to change and it didn't cost anything um, what ended up happening was that people would just respec uh, when they were going from one uh, fight to another. Since you only have, you know, 
three uh, three talents to choose from each talent row, it was very easy to just click a button, go to the UI, click a button, and just go do that, uh, have that. For example, one of the examples um, Hazakostas was giving was you go from one fight to another, there's a little bit of a run, uh, and you just activate this, the talent uh, that gives you a run boost, a speed boost, and then you go back to whatever you're using in combat. That basically meant you didn't have talent specs anymore. It was just a cumbersome UI thing to change from one another. Mm. So it wasn't. It didn't really make sense to keep that. It, it was just. It was making the game sort of a different experience. And they want the game to specs to still matter a little bit. So I think I like this change. I think it. it you think makes this is sense. okay? All right, it's a decent trade-off, I guess. I just, you know, the Diablo method of I'm going, I'm going just to get mats today. So I want to have the rune affixed in the um, the cube that lets me uh, infinitely teleport without ever not tele without ever stopping. I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to change out these three abilities. And now I'm just going to go for it. And if in the middle of this I make a decision where I want to change something, I can either portal back and change the rune thing or the the you know the spec in the cube, or right there on the fly I can change what abilities I'm using and what runes are attached to those abilities. Like that kind of freedom of talent expression well, is really fun. And I'm not saying they need to. I'm not saying they have to totally duplicate that here. But I feel like we were maybe heading towards something similar, and now this feels like a step away from it. So the problem is in. WoW is a different game, right? And you can still do that in a city or an inn or anywhere you're in rested status. Mm -hmm. So you can still, you know, do it relatively easily. And there's still this mat material thing, this reagent thing that, that allows you to do it. But think about it. If you start having those talent respects, which are completely inconsequential, uh, yes, sure, when you're going to farm and then, you know, you, you see a mob and you want to fight it, then it probably makes it a little bit easier um, to change. But on the other hand, what also ends up happening is that for each fight in a raid or in a dungeon, you end up having to change your talent spec. So talent specs basically don't mean anything anymore. And given the nature of the game and, and how uh, the, the gameplay is organized, I think it doesn't work as well as it does in Diablo. Diablo is so arcadey, so, you know, I blow everything up right. that it, yeah, you can take the time to change your spec from here to there, but, uh, there are plenty, there are plenty of Diablo two fans or old school Diablo fans that don't like how, how, uh, interchangeable everything is in Diablo three. So I, I get that my opinion on that being a good system may not be even a great one, even in just Diablo. But as far as WoW is concerned, you make a good argument. I think you're right. Um, and this feels like yeah. a decent, uh, comp not compromise, but this feels like a good kind of middle way to go. But I mean, even in Diablo, you know, you have all of those uh, uh, sets that change how you want to use your character. Really, if you want to completely change your, your talent build in Diablo or your, you know, your, your build, uh, you must have multiple sets because most of the time you have the one set that you really like and it's going to work in synergy with very specific spells. So, yes, you can change the spells, but really you're not going to be optimal anyway if you're, uh, if you're not using the right set for it. If you're anything beyond, you know, if you're going to Torment 2, 3, 4, you're probably going to have those specific uh, sets that are part of the build. So it, it does restrict 
the talent build in a little bit in a slightly different manner. So right. Well, it says right now that currently the talent changes in the beta specifically are free and instant out of combat, which isn't restrictive enough, they say. Um, the yeah. current the current uh, build system uh, that is going away worked like this. You could change from any spec to your primary spec for free with your primary spec set as class trainer, or set at a class trainer, rather. Your first respec was free with a cooldown of less than 24 hours to reset the cool or the cost to free again. After that, respects were 1939.58 and capping at 78 with 24-hour cooldown in, uh, uh, to drop one cost level each time you change specs. So interesting roadblocks in, to, to try to handle all of that. But this sounds like they're simplifying it, but keep, still keeping it restrictive enough in a way that doesn't feel like just willy-nilly spec changing on the fly whenever you feel like it. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the idea. Seem, um, seems fine. I mean, yeah. what else were they going to do? You're totally right. I just like to play devil's advocate over here. <laughs> while you while you're in the land of no i think i think you're you're just looking at the at the the positive aspects of it but there are also negative aspects of it that you need to take into account sure sure um let's talk about the movie couple updates been a bunch of stuff like uh videos released like little bits of footage we've never seen uh interviews with duncan jones some of the cast all that stuff uh this thing is right and around i'm the not corner. watching any of it are you anything. avoiding are you avoiding everything is that true I'm still unsullied. Oh my gosh! You have no wiener then? Is that the deal? <laughs> you made that joke last week. It was, it was already funny then. I have to say, it's even funnier today. It keeps coming back. Um, yeah. All right, so I'm not going to spoil anything, but they've been interesting. Um, all of it gives me hope, and I've also talked to three additional close friends of mine who have, for one reason or another, been able to see the film ahead of time. All of them report. And said they'd kill me if I said their names, but all of them report that we are going to love it. These don't are, get anyone's hopes up. I know, I know. Just, I'd rather, just say it's gonna suck, and then we go in and we love it. And then maybe we'll all be surprised. Um, anyway, I keep hearing that. Other thing, uh, they're doing these special event things at certain theaters. Are you doing any of that? Are you stuck in Japan when that's happening? I guess you are. Yeah, I am. You know, it's coming out in France in what like three days. Yeah. What day is it today? And I'm and I'm in the worst possible. Well, that's not the worst possible time. But ah, between the Overwatch events and the Warcraft events, it's like I could have come back. I could have gone back to to Finland or to France a little bit earlier. But <laughs> listen, man. At the same time, I wouldn't have seen the amazing things I've seen today. Your unsullied state is going to be hard to maintain. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Because you're gonna have people, you, think, you know. You think I'm gonna I'm gonna sully soil myself <laughs> at some point? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, yeah, so you're going to sully yourself. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's all happening. There are still tickets available, by the way, for our local showing on June the 11th. That's frogpants.com/slash/warcraft. Also, there's how is that possible? How is it not all all gone? Well, it's almost gone. There's not very many left. Um, I mean, part of it is it's just a local event, so you know, getting as many locals true, as we true. can. And the truth is. However many we don't move, if we don't, they're just that'll just be easy for me to say, hey, aunts and uncles and a few other friends, come on. You know, like, I'll find homes for them. So if you want them, right, right. you got to get them. Frogpants.com slash Warcraft. Come see me and Tom Merritt and Brian Ibbett and a few other people that you may recognize at the big event. Uh, all right. That's all that's really going on in WoW, honestly. There's not very much happening um, other than, you know, beta's out. People are playing it. Bugs are being reported. Uh, content is being injected. You'll soon have 10 more keys in the chat room. All of those things are happening. 
So we're going to talk about Heroes of the Storm for a second. Now, I don't know if you've played much since you've been there. Have you been able to play Heroes of the Storm since you've been in the land of the rising sun? A little bit, but not a lot. I'm, I'm hearing that Chromie is crap, though. Her, her win percentage is, is horrible. Her win percentage is terrible. And she is, at the same time, incredibly fun to play. It's really frustrating because I think it's a... I don't know how that gets fixed. So, Chromie, everybody. She's the Dragonflight uh, Time Lady. She's also a gnome, and she's... Okay, we all know the background. Uh, she's <laughs> she's in Heroes of the Storm. I picked her up pretty immediately uh, because I'm dumb that way. And I, I think she is an absolute blast to play. Her stuff to play is really, really fun. Her, well, her stuff to play. Her abilities, which range from... Uh, her, her, uh, uh, what do you call it? Her, uh, what's that thing called? Send blast. No, the other thing, the, your, your, oh, the, your talent the, that's always there. Your, they all have trait, her trait, <laughs> ta <laughs> her trait time walker is awesome because she gets all of her talents one level earlier than anybody else. That's pretty rad. Uh, she's got Sandblast, Dragon's Breath, and Time Warp. Sandblast is kind of what it sounds like. You, you conjure up a ball of sand, you throw it real hard, and it passes through everything and hits, uh, hits only heroes uh, from very long distances. She's got a real range advantage. Dragon's Breath is cool. It's basically a non-telegraphed version of what KT does, what Kel'Thas does with his uh, Flame Strike. But in his case, you know where that's going to hit because a circle appears, and it's not a lot of time, but you can get out of it. Uh, in her case, the time is spent with her conjuring it, so you can see her doing that, but you do not know where she's dropping it. Your team does, if you're on her team, but the other team has no idea. And then Time Trap, which I thought would be the boring thing, which is actually my favorite thing, which is this little hourglass you poop out wherever you want on the battlefield, and if people, if opposing uh, teams uh, or characters run into it, they are put in stasis for I forget how many seconds. Let's see, two seconds, which is a lifetime in this game. And... Uh, there's ways to upgrade that with talents to like poop out like three of those, and you can really screw people up with that. Um, the only downside of stasis, like all stasis effects, is when they're in stasis, they can't be harmed either. So all you're really doing is taking somebody out of the fight, but it can be pretty crucial. Then uh, for her heroics, which again, she gets at level nine, she's got slowing sands, which is like this big swirling sand pit that stays up for as long as you want or as long as you have mana. Uh, it still pulls from your mana as it sits there, but it won't go away on its own, so you have to kill it or you die. And it'll go away. But basically, that slows anybody who gets into it. It's a great way of blocking out choke points and having people get stuck in this. Essentially, it's like quicksand. They can't move at all, hardly. And makes it real easy to, to tear them down. So there's some interesting strategy with that thing. The other one is Temporal Loop, which is kind of, the, kind of like the offensive version of Tracer's Recall. It's like... She, you put this thing out there and you say to a dude, hey, whatever you were, wherever you were a couple of minutes or a couple of seconds ago, I'm going to put you right back there. Except you're doing it to them instead of Tracer doing it to herself. It's kind of like that, kind of reversed, I guess. Anyway, that's kind of the basics of her abilities, real basic. We go over this stuff in depth on Core, so if you want to hear that, go to the Core podcast at frogpants.com slash core where we go deep. But all of that being said, her kit is extremely fun. A little bit weak in chaotic moments, which may be the reason the win rates aren't happening. Um, but by all accounts, she kind of blows. <laughs> like she can't, she's not winning games. And I've yeah, even seen it, you know, I've seen it with players who are really good players and we're cooking along and 
someone on our team who's like our best player will play Chromie for the next six games, and we will lose six games in a row. Not because they're not good with Chromie. They lead all the the damage boards. They lead the some of the siege numbers. Like, they're totally killing it. But we're not winning games, which probably is a reflection that we're not winning the team fights we need to win because she is not great in team fights. So anyway, that's my take on it. I don't know what to think about her. It feels like this weird... I don't know. It's like you've fallen in love with somebody, but... But they, but they've got like they have chronic gas or something, and you just can't, you know. How do you live with both? How do you live with both, Patrick? Uh, that is a good. I think if you really, if you really love uh, that person, then you you stick with it, uh -huh. Scott. I think you have to keep playing Chromie. Okay. Otherwise, you don't really. Well, on the other hand, I mean, it's interesting because she usually when heroes come out, they have you know. Uh, 40, 45, 50, 55% win rate in that range. And anything above or below 45 or 55 is considered like it's not working out really well. And she has, uh, what, 30 or 35% win yeah, rate? that's bad. It's really bad. Uh, but, of course, you know, Blizzard is already working on it. Uh, Browder said they might be looking at something along the lines of increasing the health pool, I think, is what they're looking at for the moment for Chromie. It will be fixed. Mm. Uh, obviously, it will be fixed. Yeah. Um, but 30%, I, don't, I think the, the recent heroes have been on the on the powerful end of the spectrum you know the, oh, yeah. the past few heroes have been a little bit too powerful if they needed some adjustment so seeing one that is so heavily uh, uh misbalanced is is interesting but yeah. they'll fix it and and you you can express your true love to the wind passing chromie um <laughs> you know the, the the winds of time will or the sands of time whatever yeah will uh will will be in your life again I wasn't excited about a, about a gnome anything, and I've I've come to really like her. I think she's kind of uh, adorable. I think she's um, funny, and uh, her kit is super interesting, and the graphical effects around what she does is really cool. Like there's there's lots to love about this character, but not her win rate, man. She's just sucking it hard. It reminds me, it's like the week after Lunara was was released. Um, a lot of people really liked her and liked what she represented, but didn't. You know, she wasn't winning games and was super uh, tricky to get your head around and she had a lot of mobility, but at the same time she was made of paper. And what happened? Well, Blizzard tweaked and fiddled and now she's, you know, I see her in more Hero League games than I ever expect these days. Yeah, she's, I mean, I don't think it was that bad, was it? For Lunar? Maybe not it this bad, 30%. not quite this yeah. bad. No, no, it was, it was well under 50. And most of them, I mean, truthfully, you can't, the first week's hard to gauge anyway, because first of all, we're looking at hot slogs for our data, which isn't 100% accurate. Second of all, right. it's only been a week. And third of all, it's a new character. So that means people are getting their heads around him. Even the pros are trying to get their heads around him. Like, it's not so simple just to say, oh, we'll throw her out with the dishwater or she's OP on either side of the scale. So, you know, it's a little early to say, but the general consensus is of all of the new characters, she seems to have been launched at the, in, the, in the most disadvantageous position. Yeah, I think when it's 30, you know, when it's 40, 45 percent, it's kind of yeah, maybe it will change. But 30 percent, it would be very surprising, yeah. even if it's Hustlog and incomplete and everything. It would be very surprising if all of a sudden it turned out that she was actually awesome and people didn't realize her potential, you know? Yeah, but good job, Blizzard, for making me care about a gnome. Seriously, that is no small feat. <laughs> if nothing else, that yeah. is an achievement. It's a shocking turn of events.
Hey, party people. What's going on? Here to tell you about SeatGeek once again. Big thanks to these guys for sponsoring the show. I know you guys are into your sporting events, your, uh, I don't know, concerts, stuff like that. Isn't it a huge pain to buy tickets online? Have you been frustrated by that task before? I know I have. Most sites make it very complicated, and they try to sneak in a bunch of huge fees at checkout. That's why you need to try SeatGeek. They've made it easier than ever to buy and sell esports, excuse me, sports and concert tickets. I wish they sold esports tickets. Hey, they still could. They might. They very well may. It's the only place I ever go to look for tickets online. Just get the app and try it out. Here's what you're going to do, though. I want you to get an extra $20 rebate off your first SeatGeek purchase. You know how expensive concerts can be. So this is going to save you some money. Here's what you're going to do. To get your free $20 rebate on tickets, download the free SeatGeek app on your smartphone. Go to the Settings tab and click Add a Promo Code. Enter that code. That code is instance. One word. Instance. Well, of course, it's one word. It is one word. SeatGeek will then send you $20 after you've made that first ticket purchase. 20 bucks, man. Download the free SeatGeek app and get your code in there. That code is instance today. SeatGeek. Save some money. Do the thing you should want to do, which is save money on your next concert or sporting event. All right, as you heard at the top of the show, we played this. Old habits die hard, I guess. Run home, kid. It ain't safe out here. So last week we saw the Dragons short, right? I think yep. we talked about it, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Did we? I think I can't we did. Even, you know, I could talk about it again if we have to. It's okay. <laughs> we, we, we <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what I did that was kind of fun. We had some some neighbor kids over, friends of my kids, and we watched all of them back to back, including the original launch trailer. So the original intro cinematic thing, they showed at BlizzCon 2014 while I was sitting next to you, as you recall. And, uh, right. Weren't we sitting next to each other? Yeah, we were. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. And, uh, the, they were flipping out. And at the end of it, they went, why is this, is it? I said, yeah, no, this, you have more than this. No, no, this is all they've done so far. I mean, will they do more probably, but you know, this is it. And they were losing their minds. Like, why isn't this a movie? Where's all the movies coming out? How come these aren't movies? So I'm just telling you, Blizzard, if you're listening, and I know many of you do, you got an opportunity there, man. These are real good. And people who don't I, play video games are freaking out about how great these little shorts are. So I think they realize. I think they, they know that they, they have. By the way, I don't think we talked about dragons. Did we not I talk think, about dragons? I thought we I, did. I don't think so. Did we? Uh, if we did, I'm looking at the notes, and it's it's looking. Chat room, can we tell? Can you tell us if we talked about <laughs> dragons last week? Because I don't remember. Anyway, maybe, maybe sorry, we didn't. And going. if we, and if we didn't, then let's just let's say that that was unbelievable. So good in every way. Um, you know, Metzen had told me it was his favorite, and can't wait to show you this one. And wow, when that comes out, you guys are going to lose your minds. And he wasn't wrong. That that thing is that thing is special. Um, and is just so indicative of the quality of this stuff that uh, I just want more of it. I feel like the the Soldier 76 stuff is also great. They're all very different. I don't think any of these shorts could ever be accused of of um, feeling the same. They all they all feel like very different stories being told in that universe to me. Very different tones, and I love that. Um, and there's a little there's little tastes of things like little tidbits like. This new one with seventy six, like he's smashing the guy's head with a pretty violently with a with a burning pinata. 
The same pinatas I blow out of the sky as I'm running to the point because that's just something I do in the game. Um, it's um, you know, and they, of course, the very familiar battleground. Everything looks like it does when you go to Dorado and that sort of thing. But it's just an absolutely fantastic thing, and people should watch them if you haven't already. Yes, Patrick, go ahead. Oh, I I think I love the the dragons uh, the most. This one, I think it was good. Um, the the pinata, by the way. He, after that, you see the face of the guy he's beating up. And when he was beating him up, I was like, oh, my God, that is violent. And mm-hmm. then you see his face and he's like, you know, sort of a little bit out of it. And he goes like, Ugh. I thought <laughs> I would have loved it. They had shown like his face completely bloodied with his his nose broken and his eye out of his socket. And you're like, oh, my God, that Soldier 76 is a, is a psychopath. <laughs> but obviously, it's very, it's very, very Pixar-y, so oh yeah, I and they they, they keep skirting that. Like they're so careful with it. Like who's getting yeah. the who's getting the really dark treatment? Robots usually. So like when they're those the gang is kicking that robot that Omnic down there in the in the alley, it's really kind of harsh and terrible. But your brain goes, well, yeah, but it's a robot, right? And also, even that robot, you know, he's not completely dismembered like a sort of, <laughs> uh, you know, like I don't know, uh, 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 automata. Uh, uh, whatever you know he's not dismembered and and broken he's still waving his head and going like oh please, please don't help hurt me, me evil yeah. gang people yeah and you're like oh, okay so but yeah i understand why absolutely um but yeah no i think i thought it was fine the, the dragons one we're talking about uh pixar influences when you look at hanzo's face throughout the dragons one it is non-stop pixar Oh, yeah. uh, you know, his expressions, the way when he's surprised, his eyes widen and his mouth opens and the, the, the facial expressions are super well done. Very cartoony. Some people might, you know, not adore that. But um, even in the dragons, when at the end he shoots the dragon and you, you uh, Genji sort of reflects it and everything you see in those. Uh, well, not everything, but most of the things you see in those uh, shorts, you can do in game. Yeah. And. You can actually reflect Hanzo's ultimate if you time it right and you're close enough. Yep. So even that, you can do it. And I'm wondering, by the way, if some of the things we see in the shorts aren't abilities that were at one point uh, in the game, like Hanzo shooting arrows that, that curve yeah. you know, and hit uh, behind a, a corner. Yep. I'm wondering if that wasn't in. And we know that uh, Genji was a stealth character at some point. So when he disappears here and there in the short, I'm I'm thinking it might have been inspired by his kit, uh, what his kit what was well, before yeah. they changed. Yeah, because back but, when they um, were back when they announced the shorts at this year's BlizzCon and they talked about them at that panel and stuff, that stuff was all well underway before many of the character changes that we see in the game now. So like you know, ba- sure. Bastion was yeah. a very different character last November than he is today. And by the way, for the record. He's not that OP. You can totally counter him. All you new players that played during the beta, calm down. Bastion's not that big a deal. He's not what he used to be. Like, you have no yeah. freaking idea. It's kind of like finding out... I don't know. It's like, uh... Diablo is now in the form of a poodle. Man, what a pain he is. I don't know how we're going to ever beat this poodle. <laughs> and we're like, no, no, no. We remember when he was a giant red devil man from hell. Like, it was way worse back in the day, man. Yeah, um, but sure. it, anyway, it's uh, it's it was I think it's pretty special. And speaking of which, I love that they incorporate not only maps from the game in these shorts, but the abilities are great. So if you want to see Hanzo do his taquito grill, and you want to see what's his name do his reflective green thing, and you want to see um, and have them yell their thing when they do it, 
Uh, then you'll be happy to know in the Soldier 76 one that you also get his visor deal, although he does not say, I've got you in my sights, and it also yeah. doesn't last very long, but still it's a great nod to what the game, uh, you know, what you can do in the game, and giving you that, giving both players who've played it a feeling of, oh yeah, dude, I do that in the game, and also new players who've yeah. never seen it, they're going to have the reverse experience, and they're going to play the game and go, oh my gosh, just like that movie, just like that thing, yeah. his, yeah. Eye, his, his visor came out, and he'd be freaking you know auto auto targeted everybody and, yeah it's gonna be amazing i can't wait um yeah no i i really like it i think this one it wasn't the one i like best uh it, i i think i don't know the soldier 76 is really he's like a shadow that appears sometimes and does stuff and but at the end of it i liked how they i mean that's the whole point of the of the short but they humanize him a lot and they give him this like I'm sorry if you haven't seen it. We can spoil. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. On this show, hell yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and and actually, it's it's very expected. It's not like something super you know surprising. But when he says you know he 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 saves her and he's like old old habits die hard, which is what you you put in the uh, intro. Right. Um, and and. I can't remember. He says, like, I'm not a hero. And the little girl says, I think you are. Oh, yeah, he goes, I'm and, not a hero, not anymore. And then he walks yeah. into the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got this old man Morrison vibe. And, you know, he's like, I'm not anymore. As you said, like, with yeah. the voice and the thing. And yeah. and she says, I think you are. And it's and she goes back. And, you know, she, she rolls up the little poster. And she's super happy. And, you know, that made me think about... Um, how I feel when I'm playing the game. It's like, I was trying to, to think how to explain how the game, uh, why I love the game so much. And what I came back to was the initial, um, the initial introduction, not short, but you know, the trailer, yeah. the, the intro movie. And there's the whole battle and the little kid that is so excited about the Overwatch heroes and all of this. At the end of the battle, everything's falling apart, you know, the, the things break, and he looks at around him, and he goes like, that was awesome! <laughs> and, you know, that's how I feel after a game of Overwatch. I feel like I'm the, in this childlike fantasy of superheroes fighting one another, and there's this incredible battle that happens and incredible things that happen in the battle and crazy moments and, and amazing things. And at the end, it's like, that was awesome. Like it's fun. And it, and I'm one of those superheroes doing those awesome things, you know? Yeah. And that's why I love Overwatch so much. It's, it's because of the way it makes me feel, you know? I wonder if it's anyone like, listening can tell how excited we are about this game. I wonder if it I, comes I, over I at all. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Listen, I know enough about having conversations with various people at Blizzard, Metzen included, who, where, where you see this, this passion to create a universe where heroes get to be heroes and people can look up to them. It's really important to them. And so some people see this stuff as like kind of surface and cheesy. I think they're missing the point. I think they're they are trying to paint a picture of background story awesomeness that is very uh, optimistic, and not everything needs to be anti-hero, and not everyone needs to be horribly flawed. Uh, that you can have heroes to believe in. Like this kind of idea harkens back to many of these creators in their teen years, reading comics in the '80s, and you know falling in love with with uh, you know what was happening at Marvel at the time. 
and 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 carrying that forward into their own world and it's really pretty special because you can get all cynical about it and go ah it's just too kitty or something on the surface of it or it's too it's too um what's the word it's, it's you know it can be tropey at times and that sort of thing but i'm telling you if you really want to enjoy yourself just get all the way in man just jump in that pool soak up that that cheesy shit and enjoy it because it's <laughs> great it's freaking great yeah i mean there there's a couple of dark-ish a little bit things uh when mondata dies is it's fairly like you don't expect that yeah. um but certainly i mean i think it is cheesy i think it is very tropey but it's okay you know it's it's very much a, a kid's adventure that you can be a part of yeah. um and in in the chat room um abandoned cause is asking um he's saying you feel that now but do you think the game has staying power? Um, I've played it for 300 hours, and I still want to play it. So it's all I, I want to do. I think it's, it's all yeah. I want to do right now. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we're not. Here's what I'm saying: the game would stand on its own and be amazing, even just if you played it and that was it, and there was none of these shorts or backstories or characters. All right. But they have gone to such lengths to flesh that out on the back end of it that it makes the game even better than it would have been. But it holds its own. It is a I, you know, people have said, well, it's just a multiplayer shooter. Where's the campaign? There's a lot of questions about the future of this game, the future of a single player component or the future of a co-op component or something. And none of that's on the table, or at least in, in our view, uh, where we can see it yet. But there is so much potential here. And the game that's already coming out is enough to make Patrick from France doesn't like first-person shooters generally, not his favorite genre, makes him play it for 300 hours in alpha and beta stage. Like, it's insane what that game is. Yeah. It's more than just a shooter. It's it's more than these things, and I'm not trying to oversell it. I am just it's selling it. It's a way it. of life, people. It's a okay? way of it's living. It's more than a shooter. That's right. <laughs> it's a way uh, of life. But yeah. I think I think it's a, it's a very legitimate question. Um, people saying, oh, but you don't have a single-player campaign. And I was wondering about this too you know at first when i jumped into it i was really uncertain about how much fun it would be for me as you mentioned i play shooters here and there but mostly single player campaigns but i think a lot of people who have tried it have realized that actually you know some people might say oh but i still would like a single player campaign of course but i think a lot of people i think most people play it and sort of realize Oh, I thought I wasn't going to be into a multiplayer co you know, multiplayer competitive uh, shooter, a multiplayer only competitive shooter. But actually, I'm having so much fun moment to moment in the game that I really enjoy it. Yeah. And, and uh, those people sort of go from, oh, I would like it to have this or that or that kind of uh, feature to, well, actually, maybe it doesn't need it. I, or at least, no. Not at all as much as I thought it did. Or, or they come away going, like for me, I came away when I got my teeth into it. I came away going, oh my gosh, the, the, the possibilities are endless. They could build this thing out forever and do amazing things to it. And Blizzard's good at yeah, that. Yeah, that too, that too. You know, like they could keep making what I already think is the best shooter I've played since my Quake days. And I'm not kidding, man. Like, not since I was playing competitive multiplayer LAN Quake games in an office I used to work in which was revolutionary at the time. <laughs> Not since then have I felt this way. And it has brought it all there, back you know, like a truck. It is an amazing feeling to have that back. I've, I'm, I'm reading so many, and, you know, if you can, uh, I think 
Blizzard uh, fanboys, go ahead. Yes, I think on this game we absolutely are. Oh yeah, dude, um, of course we are. But but I mean, I've read a lot of uh, a lot of Reddit threads of just people spontaneously going to Reddit and saying two things: "Thank you, Blizzard." for making me excited about a game again. I haven't been that excited for a long time. A lot of people came to say this after the open beta when they could actually try it. Right. Um, and a, a lot of people have said, I haven't been excited about game for, you know, uh, uh, forever. And I don't really play games all that much anymore. But this one, I, you know, for some reason it grabbed me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's... Uh, uh, very strong indication and now we've had many many indications at this point that there is something special about this game and when we were playing the beta alone maybe we mentioned this in last episode i'm sorry if i repeat myself but when we were playing on our own we were like yes we love it but will the the wider world love it is it just us because we have these specific types of taste right um and i think now it's it seems very clear that it's just an awesome game and it's going to sell a lot. Um, it's going to be very successful. Yeah, it's going to make a ton of money. It's going to do really well. And I and I, and I will just use a, a small comparison that isn't really all that apropos, but I'm still going to use it. That's a French word, apropos, isn't it? Uh, it is, yeah. Right, look at me. Look at you yeah, look at that. speaking French. It's pretty good. Uh, who knew I was bilingual? Anyway, <laughs> uh, so I'm more bi-curious. Wait, I'm more bilingual curious. There you go. That's what I meant to say. There you go. You you like other people's tongues. <laughs> is what you like. Uh, Dahaka. I'm a big Dahaka fan. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's here's my my thinking. I've been playing Doom. All right. The Doom. Uh, this new version of Doom. Right. Big surprise. How much? How good that campaign is. Incredible. Actually. Maybe the best shooter campaign I've played since Doom. Since the original Doom. It's really really. Uh, really I'm sp- hearing so like people. There are some people who love it and some people who hated and i don't know who to believe the hate the haters the haters are crazy i don't know why they would hate this it is it it, well let me let me put it this way if you liked what the original doom did and you were looking for a modern a modern visceral version of it like the original doom i know didn't there are two reasons why you didn't like the original doom one you weren't born which is a valid excuse (laughs) two you are an idiot you don't like fun yeah you don't like fun and i don't know what's wrong with you if that's who you are (laughs) But anyway, so come all these years later and they put out a campaign that feels like it just embraces Doom entirely, adds a bunch of new wrinkles to it, but it never feels, it always feels like Doom in all the right ways. It's really fantastic. The multiplayer... Is it fast though? Is it like... Oh, it's very fast. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, very fast, very twitchy. But this, but the multiplayer in it is, I'm not going to call it terrible, but it is as average as you get it's there's nothing special going on at all with the multiplayer and my point in bringing this Uh, up is i think it is actually hard to take a to make a great single player campaign and story driven thing and then put a multiplayer component on top of it that is equally as good i don't think that works out very well very often you could argue you could say well what about quake you've been talking about quake quake single player was kind of terrible it was move room to room and shoot a thing. It wasn't that great. I mean, I don't mean terrible, but it wasn't for its time, maybe. But it didn't. It's not a really wonderful experience. What was great about Quake with multiplayer? I liked it. it well, of course you did because it's it wasn't bad, but neither is this. That's my whole point. It was, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah, if your yeah. focus is on one, the other one tends to be average or okay and enough. Quake was the first full three D environment FPS, and that was amazing. Yeah, it was groundbreaking. It was incredible. Um. 
Although, wasn't there one other one and everyone always argues about it? There's one other. Well, I don't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, well. That's a different topic for a whole different podcast. But point is, uh, I'm I'm really glad that what Blizzard's doing is focusing entirely on this multiplayer experience. Building one of the best team games I've ever played. Then let them iterate on it. Let them build it out from there. I would rather have a awesome multiplayer game that then later gets some cool single player elements or more cool multiplayer elements or whatever they want to add to it. Uh, or I would rather have a really strong single-player narrative experience, but I don't want both at launch because it never is as good as the other half. It never is. Oh, you did have a point. Excellent. It yeah. does make sense. I got to it eventually. <laughs> yeah. Now, some, no, wait, some that, might say, some might say, like, what about Call of Duty? That was a good example. Call of Duty's probably the, and Call of Duty Four to be specific, Modern Warfare, before all the sequels, and now they're all kind of the same. But that game did a, an amazing job. People forget how important this was. Did an amazing job of being a really compelling, really awesome single-player experience. And then making a multiplayer experience that pushed the genre in a hundred different directions. It's so easy to poo-poo on Call of Duty now, but that game was revolutionary in many, many ways. I feel like, at least from a multiplayer perspective, this is, this is the most important... This is the most fun I've had in a multiplayer game, and I can't tell you how freaking long. And I love Heroes, and I love Co-op Diablo, and I love World of Warcraft, and I love lots of multiplayer games. But there's some special sauce dripping all over the top of this thing. And it's so good, Patrick. I just want to lick it. <laughs> just want to lick all it. All right, now I'm worried. Um, between your love of tongue and your uh, proneness for licking, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to wonder about stuff. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, I think I think there's, I mean, there are different ways of enjoying different things, and there are fun parts of in every game. I think again, we're coming back to what we were saying earlier. The the predominant feeling that you get playing Overwatch is how how much fun you're having, yeah. how much you know, uh, uh, how enjoyable the the actual specific gameplay is and all blizzard games have fun gameplay but some of them you know you have the progression the strategy the the building up your your deck the the deciding exactly how skilled you are and taking the right talents in in heroes and the chasing the items in wow and and diablo and and you know blowing up enormous amounts of monsters in 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 diablo in Overwatch, it's really just about those tiny moments of fun chained together, uh, like, immediately. And there's almost no downtime. Mm -hmm. And each nugget is like, each game is 10 minutes, and you move on to the next one. It's, it's really that, that fun bit that is nailed by, the, by, by that game. Yeah, it's really, really good. So here we are on the eve of it. Everybody get excited uh, tomorrow afternoon here in the States. Uh, I, do, I still don't understand why it got bumped up, but... Like four o'clock my time or five it's, or something. Uh, yeah, it's because basically um, they're launching it at midnight uh, London time, mm. and they have to launch it at the same time in every region because you can play. Oh, actually, right. that answer is another one, but oh, right. you can play for for every. Region. I forgot I mean, you and I. You and I are going to get to play. You cannot. You and I will always get to play this game together. Yes, absolutely. Holy yeah. crap! Brand new world, everybody. Yeah, but I guess, yeah, the, the, the servers and versions and everything is the same in every region, so they just push the button everywhere at the same time. Yeah. 
so that's why it's different, actually different times at different Chu, uh, Chu Braca in the chat room made a very good point. Something I was trying to make the point of, and it took me an hour to get there, but he said it in one sentence. You ready for this? It's, it's short enough uh, to be a tweet. It says, ahead. building a campaign mode and a multiplayer mode is highly expensive and labor-intensive for most game publishers. That's exactly why. It's extremely yeah. expensive. Well, so the thing is, it's, it's really catching. It's not... <clears throat> okay, it's not building one great game with multiplayer and single player. Yeah. You have to build two great games. And they are completely separate. And you have, like, it's... Uh, I think we mentioned it uh, in a previous show, but it's easy to think, well, if you had single player in Overwatch, it would be easy. You just, you know, build a few levels and put some bots and, and you shoot them. That's it, right? Mm. Well, that's not a, a great game. That's a shooting gallery. You need, like, a progression system, difficulty, and a script, a scenario. Do you go from different characters to different... I mean, yeah, it's two different games. You can't just slap it together and, and think it's going to be good. Right. It's like saying... I don't know. There's a lot of things I could say it's like saying. <laughs> saying something. But, I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll spend another hour explaining it, and then someone in the chat room will say it in five sentences, so it's fine. Uh, all right, so check this out. One last thing. I don't know if this happened anywhere near you, but have you seen any of these? I don't think they're in Japan, but these giant life-size action figures that are showing up all over the world that are like Tracer in a giant box and Genji in a giant box and stuff like that. Have you seen? Well, I've seen the yeah, I've seen the pictures. Uh, I have, and yeah, the the stream didn't happen. I was sure there was going to be some kind yeah. of a dev Q and A stream, but uh, that was a bummer. No, I didn't see those. I'm not, you know, I'm not a big action figure figures fan. Uh, I think it's okay, but I'm not going crazy like apparently you are over those. <laughs> They're so cool, dude. I want one. Are you kidding me? Listen, if I could put like a life-size Genji box in my house, I'd make room to. I'd I'd put an add-on onto the house just to hold it in there. It'd be amazing. It'd be so cool. I mean, they'd look so detailed and like, I mean, that's what it wasn't really scratching the itch of like, oh, I love action figures or I love collectibles. It scratched the itch of I like giant shit. Like, I love the idea of like when you're a pen, when you you ever see a pencil. I mean, you've seen pencils, but have you ever seen like a big big pencil, like a big have one? Have I ever seen a big pencil? <laughs> yeah, like the one when they make them way oversized or a telephone that's like big enough to you have to pick the hands up with two hands. Like there's even websites that specialize in this. What are you talking about? Yes, I've seen big things. But I mean, like uh, scaled up, like on purpose scaled up. Like yes, yes, yes. Big like you're the shrinking, up. like you're a shrinking person, and the world's getting bigger. You know, like that's yes. really that's that's a childhood thing for me. I've ever been fascinated with that, and so when I saw these, I about lost my mind. I get so excited. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, they're cool. And there's some cool text on the back of it, like some caution warning text, which is really fun. And um, yeah, they're cool. They're cool. I'm not saying there aren't. And and a lot of people have been like very excited about those. Right. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody in the chat room is reacting. I don't think anyone's seen you lose it quite like that before. That's fantastic. Oh, that's so funny. That's fantastic. Um, all right. There's all that she wrote regarding Overwatch. Just play it. Be there. Have it. Let's play together. Let's all win. Let's all have the best time of our lives. That's all I have to say about that. All right. Uh, let's do a little bit of this. Hear ye, hear ye. Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> Time for the Town Crier. That's where we read your emails and play your calls. Today, it is two of one and one of the other. You send us calls at 801-471-0462. You leave a voicemail there, and we'll play it on the show. That's 801-471-0GOB. 
Uh, you can also email us, theinstance at gmail.com. Uh, let's play this one about... I don't know, this guy's got an interesting idea uh, for world firsting in the game and also the scaling that's happening. Well, maybe that's a different call. Anyway, here it is. My question is, uh, what are you guys' thoughts on the idea of Blizzard making uh, Mythic rating? Basically, for until someone gets a world first clear for like the, the final boss, uh, basically, everyone that goes in there, everyone's gear is normalized, everyone has the same amount of stats, and uh, basically, it doesn't matter what your gear is, an even playing field, until someone gets the uh, world first, and then the next Tuesday, uh, it goes back to being like, oh, I just thought this would be pretty cool, because then it would give it a full playing field for a shot at the world first on the boss field. just want to let you guys, uh, just curious what you guys thought about this. Thanks. Okay, so you go in... You've you're you're all the same. You've all been normalized, as he put it, and you're all you know, you all on equal footing. And he means everybody who's competing for world first. You get world first next week. It's all normal again. That seems like an okay idea. But what I like more about his idea is the idea of normalized raids in some way. Wow! Did someone just what happened there? I heard a yell. Uh there's there's crazy Japanese people doing stuff. If I if I have to leave, uh, please tell my wife I love her. <laughs> Wait, what happened though? It was like a yell, like somebody yeah. stole something or something. No, it's just I'm actually it's the exact opposite. It's a bunch of salarymen, basically company employees in suits, being a little bit like there's one person that ran a little bit and someone screamed at them because they were out of line. I think that's what happened. <laughs> Look, this is the problem um, with anime. This is what it does to your country. I'm just kidding, it's fine. I'm kidding, it's a joke. But no, it's it's actually it's uh, noon now in Japan, and so the people are coming out of the offices and going to have some food. Oh, so very nice. All right. Well, anyway, my point is like I apologize uh, for the for the sound. You're totally problem. fine. But what do you think? What do you think about the idea of normalizing gear in some form yeah, or fashion? I I mean I I wouldn't want it to be normalized completely for all raids, uh, because a big part of the fun of WoW is collecting the improved gear, right? That's yeah. what you do, and especially when you uh, go in higher levels, that's what you want. When you're at you know max level content, you ju you're just chasing the higher gear so you can kill bigger monsters, so you can get better gear to kill the bigger monsters. So I think normalizing it for everyone would take something away from the game. However, um, I really like the idea of somehow working um, that normalized raid uh, uh, encounter when the raid opens. Maybe before you know you're ready to to get it to everyone, you just make it so the competing guilds are trying to compete just on skill specifically. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I really like this idea. There's, it's kind of like the seasons that uh, Dills was talking about last week. I yeah. think there's something there. Yeah. Um, and I'm not exactly sure how it would work or you know how it could be implemented, but there could be something fun to be explored. That's true. They're already working on scaling in other ways. And in fact, we have another email, or call rather, about that. Hello, and since this is Death Clock calling from Emerald Dream Horde, heard a lot of rumblings about possibly making the entire game scale all mobs in all areas would would scale. Does that mean that we would never be able to possibly run past anything without ever getting aggro again if it was a red? So you could be out in Durator or just outside of the Undercity constantly just be getting ganged up on by mobs that are scaling up to you, which uh, is something I definitely do not want. What do you think? Um, it's a good question. I don't think they've said how that's going to no, work. No, I think 
No, but I mean, I don't think anyone's discussed uh, scaling the entire world. Um, the new zone, I mean, the new the new expansion, the new continent, uh, is going to be scaling according to your level, but it's only level, you know, 100 to 110. Right. And there's no, I mean, certainly technically it could be possible, I'm sure, but they haven't discussed the possibility of scaling the whole world. And I don't think that would be... Uh, desirable exactly for the reason you're saying you don't want you want to feel like you're getting stronger at some point right yeah. so <laughs> having <laughs> having everyone at scale the zone scale is fun in the same expansion because you can play with your friends but then at some point there's going to be some things that don't scale including the high level content and you know that kind of thing and whenever we go to the next expansion the legion expansion is still going to be maximum level 110 not yeah. scaled to whatever comes next that'll be it'll be interesting to see if they when you're level 110 what it will feel like in the new continent to just run around and do chores like i need to go gather this or i'm doing an achievement here or whatever and and see if how that feels differently perhaps in the in the starting zones you know the starting zones of, of level 100 because if it truly scales in theory, that stuff should be aggro. It should be a little harder to deal with. Like, that's going to be interesting. I mean, we won't know until we feel it, and maybe some in the beta, or alpha can already tell us, or beta, I guess, can tell us. But as it stands right now, we don't know. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm with him, though, that the whole world should probably not have this happen. Cause it's, yeah, no, it's, I, I don't see it happening. Maybe, you know, yeah. there could be some scaling, some instances of scaling for some things, but, yeah, that becomes... It, it requires more work than just pushing a button and making it, you know, scale to level 105, you need to make it interesting as well. And I don't know it's it, it, that it's worth doing that specifically. Yeah. There are drawbacks. Why do you want to fly to Shatrath and get attacked by a level, you know, nothing thing that can now kill you? That'd be weird. Um, all right. Nice call. We got an email or, yeah, an email from Tony S. Tony S. Maybe it's Tony Shaloub, famed actor. He played Monk on TV. Maybe that's who this is. Probably not. He says this. Will it be possible to play my friends in other regions in Overwatch? I think we just answered that question. The beta let me do it, but I don't think we've heard for sure regarding the final release of the game. Well, we've already answered your question, Tony. Absolutely, yeah. you can. It's been, it's, it, it was actually sneaked in. Um, it was a surprise. We didn't realize it was going to happen. I, I, already in Overwatch, you don't really have uh, progression outside of because. Uh, 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 you know, cosmetic stuff. Yeah. So logged into the U.S. and realized that I kept my progression, and that's gonna happen in the uh, in the live game as well. I hope that at some point they do that for other games too. Like I would love to play Heroes or Hearthstone with people in the U.S. Um, but yeah, the way it works, it's not like PSN on a, or Xbox Live. You don't have one giant friend list that includes everyone in the world. Uh, they there are some technical reasons why they can't do this apparently um but it's the next best thing you you maintain two or three different lists two or three different networks uh europe asia and us but you can choose within the game to log into any one of them and you retain your progression from overwatch which is not the case in diablo or hearthstone or heroes if you you can choose to log into a different region as well but you don't have the account that you're playing on. You have to prog make them progress in each region separately. Mm, okay. Well, it's uh, it's all pretty plain, and hopefully that's good for you, Tony. Sounds like it is. 
Uh, quick note, we should have... I'm working on it. It's hard because of all this launch stuff, so it's a little bit nuts right now, but I'm trying to get Chris to sit down for a follow-up interview uh, since the last time we spoke about Overwatch and talk about where that game's at now that they're launching, um, get some of his thoughts about where they've been, where they're going, and uh, what we might see in the future of this game. So watch for more of that coming soon on this very feed. Do some sort of uh, special with that. So that's coming up soon. It's going to do it for your emails and calls. Again, 801-471-0462 is the phone number, and you can email us, theinstance at gmail.com. Uh, Patrick, uh, despite all of the lovely schoolgirls that are giggling around you because they are impressed <laughs> by you or whatever, uh, what's happening in your end of the world? Where can people find more Patrick this week? Uh, not Patrick on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, I might be a little bit spammy about Overwatch more than usual or because of the launch. Uh, so if you don't enjoy that, stay away from it. However, you can also find my shows at Frenchspin.com. You have Pixels, which is a show about video games. We had an episode last week um, with Zuge EX, which is an excellent analyst, and we went over the tendencies of the industry. And also, I gave my thoughts about... Uh, Uncharted in unspoiled and spoiler uh, ways. So if you want to hear about that, go to Frenchspin.com. And Uncharted is really interesting. It's a pretty good game. I like that game a lot. I think it's real good. I think the multiplayer is also really good, by the way, in that game. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, more on that on Pixels. And, of course, uh, there's going to be coverage of E3 by Patrick and I. We did this last year. It turned out to be a popular thing we did. So we're going to do it again. Patrick and I and possible other guests will be covering as much of the E3 stuff as we can, the conferences, all of that with live commentary streams uh, and other commentary and other show stuff. So watch for that in June, everybody. That's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's the reason Patrick's coming home from Japan. So he can- And actually, the Sony conference is really late, so I'm going to have to be awake through the night anyway. So... <laughs> There you go. That's right. Look at the sacrifices he makes. Um, All right. That's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, Don't leave chat room because right after I do the sign-off, you're getting 10 Legion keys. So you'll be able to get into the beta right now. Just hang around and don't leave. All right? I just want to make that clear. Uh, Big thanks to everybody for being here. The Instance.net is our website. At Instance Show, at Scott Johnson, at Willie Deals, at the underscore T, at underscore, sorry, at not Patrick. But for today, just uh, not Patrick and Scott Johnson. We showed up, damn it. Here we are in all our glory, (laughs) naked with our wieners out. We're here. We're unsullied. What? I don't know. How did you know? I don't know. Uh, I can just tell. And Japanese people are really into that publicly. <laughs> right. That's why the school girls were giggling. Wait, no, that's not good. What? Yeah, they're, they're laughing at you, dude. You got a little tiny, little tiny uh, gochu or whatever they say over there. Uh, that's Korean. Sorry. That's Korean for, we- for pe- a small shriveled up pepper, I think. <laughs> All right, then. It's a great way I to end it. Something uh, thanks, everybody. Chat room, stay put. We'll be right back with you guys. In the meantime, everybody, come on back next week for a brand new episode of The Instance. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Patrick, for everybody else. We'll see you next time. Bye, Patrick. Miscounted mileage metrics mischief causes healers to throw a bit of a fit. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. 
One advantage that soldiers of the Alliance have over their Horde counterparts is the fact that King Varian Rin believes in universal health care for all that fight for him. Those injured on the battlefield are quickly evacuated to nearby mobile emergency sanctuary haven units, known as MESH units, for treatment by the priests and paladins of the Blue Staff Blue Shield Order. Because of the MESH acronym, soldiers refer to this as their safety net. But in return for this excellent care, the healers ask that soldiers do their part by staying in good shape so they can make quicker recoveries. To incentivize this, all Alliance troops are given magical bracelets that track the number of steps they take to ensure they are exercising daily. But now a scandal has put the whole program in question. It turns out that many soldiers have hacked their bracelets to count the steps they take after dying as they make the long runs back from the graveyard. Needless to say, steps taken while a ghost do not improve the health of a soldier's body, but records show a direct correlation between high death rates and winning prizes for high average daily step counts. The king is rightly furious over this subterfuge and has decreed that all those caught cheating will be required to make up the falsified steps by going on forced marches in full combat gear until they are dead tired. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at FrogPants.com.